Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is After 9 with Scott and Kat. Hey now. Well, hi there. How the heck are you? Doing great. I'm Good. a little tired, actually. I was up late. It sucks that everything happens at night. Why can't we have like a 4 p.m. till 7 p.m. Blue Jays game? Why does everything have to start at 7? You and I, because we do morning radio, have been challenging this life expectancy of all heading out somewhere at 7 p.m. for a long time. Uh, Yeah, I'm with you. I have to miss out, just so people know, because people are always curious. One of the first questions they ask doing morning radio, I think, is what time do you go to sleep, right? Yep. And then, then they'll ask a lot of other questions. But the truth is, you do have to kind of miss out on a bit of a social life doing the job that we do and waking up the hours we wake up at. And you have to kind of balance it out and figure it out for yourself. What's worth it for you to stay up late for? Because it can really screw up your day. Do you feel like your day screwed up though? Like today? Like how do you feel today? You said you're a bit tired. Yeah. Well, I'm going to power through. No, yeah. no golf today. So that's fine. I don't I- mind once in a while, right? Every now and like again, it's fine. Every now and again, it's, it's no problem. It's just like the, some weeks are crazy. And then I'll have friends being like, can we go out to dinner at 8? Like, no. Eight On o'clock. a Tuesday? Are you fucked? No. We're not going to go like, out at 8 go o'clock get a new friend. like we're teenagers <laughs> go or get something. a new friend because it ain't me. <laughs> yeah. Like, especially summertime. It's not as bad in the winter months. But you do feel like you kind of miss out on some stuff sometimes. It would have been so much better had the Jays won. And, and sure. you know, I, I know that I was shit on the Jays a couple weeks ago. Because they they laid an egg against Texas, but then they went on a tear and they got themselves back into a playoff spot. Now the Yankees, who are already out, have beat the Jays two games in a row. Last night, a six nothing shutout, a complete game two hitter for Yankees I pitching. I hate that shit about sports. I hate when it comes to that. Like a team that's already out could knock out a team that's still kind of in it. I don't like that thought. I understand it is how it, it's going to have to be how it is, and it's not going to change. But I still don't like that thought. Like, why do they care? Why can't they just put their bats and balls down over there and just let us win? Let the like, prospects I play? I don't. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, there's no reason to be playing Aaron Judge right now. Come on. Give him the rest of the season why? off. You're not going anywhere. You're just being a prick. Like, that's all you're doing. You're just going to be a prick. Well, one thing I will say is if the Jays are going to do anything this year, and we certainly hope they will, if they're going to make a run in the playoffs, it starts with ending the regular season on a strong suit. If they'd won a few more games earlier in the year, they wouldn't be in this up-against-the-wall situation. And to come out last night and just play like shit, like, honest to God, it's like they don't even care. I'm watching them trot along from the dugout, third base, shortstop, second base, first base, watching all these people just not even care, just mailing it in. They they strike out, and it's like, oh, I struck out again, and just trot back to, to the dugout like nothing happened. Missing the passion? You feel like, like you're missing that? Could you guys fucking try? Yeah. Can I just get a little bit of passion out of you guys? Could I see some anger in a loss? Because, you know, when I think about the big athletes, the championship teams, they're professionals, and they want to win. Last night, it looked like the Jays don't give a shit, and they would have been fine to end the season after this weekend. Is that partially a leadership issue, though? It's totally like, a leadership issue. I feel like, issue. you know, the, culture the right leader could, could change that. And I hope they do, because last night was embarrassing to watch. In any case, uh, today's a new day. Hopefully, they win tonight and go on to uh, make the playoffs and maybe do a good run in there, too. 
I don't know if we're going to win the World Series. There's a lot of good teams, but mm-hmm. the Jays aren't even in the conversation right now, as far as I'm concerned. Kat, we've got a lot of stuff to get to. We're going to talk about apologies. We're going to talk about teachers. We're going to talk about crime and why stores are shutting down. Mm-hmm. And I've got a brilliant idea out of Hamilton for Halloween. Oh, okay. All that and more coming up. But let's start with this. What the hell happened in Barrie yesterday and why is nobody talking about it? I didn't even hear about it until you said something, which is kind of the craziest part. Most of Barrie was shut down yesterday morning because they found an IED, an improvised explosive device, just like the ones that we first, I think, became aware of when we were in the uh, Afghanistan war. Remember all those IEDs to take yep. out vehicles? Well, I certainly didn't think we'd find one in Barrie, Ontario. But Barrie police confirm a homemade device was found near the vehicle that exploded in a nearby garden. They say they're not sure if it's part of the original device or a separate explosive device. Mm. The disposal unit had to safely detonate this IED that happened just after 8 o'clock in the morning. They left the area shut down for hours. They can't say if it was a random or targeted attack. Or a practice. A practice. Interesting. Practice run. Doesn't that scare you? Very much so. Now it does. Thank you. I wasn't Sorry, even thinking about but I, that. But, but you're right. I'm thinking if, right. It, if it seems random and it doesn't really make sense and something just blows up and they can't figure out what's going on, I feel like that's someone practicing. And that's a scary fucking thought. How are people learning how to make bombs all of a sudden and strapping them to cars, presumably underneath or in the trunk? How... This is a concerning thing here, everybody. Why are we not talking about this more? IEDs on vehicles now? Is that what it's come to? And why do we not have answers yet? I would have thought the RCMP, the Mounties, the Canadian Armed Forces, everybody would want to study this to figure out what the hell happened and who's behind it. Are they being a little more quiet, though, because there's a bigger investigation pending and maybe there's a little bit more to it that they can't make public? I don't know. Because if if it is a big deal, and, and it sounds like a big deal, then I don't know if they put it all out there just yet, if there's a chance that they could they could stop it well, before I, it really starts. Do we, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've seen a lot of movies. I, I can tell you <laughs> have. I, I don't work on the force, but I'm telling you that if they have a, an inkling, an indication that this is done by a certain individual or group and they're targeting people or things next, then they're not going to say shit. Because they got to do their investigation and they can't let it be known that they know. Well, if there's a public safety risk at all, and frankly, I'm going to suggest there is. If people are making bombs and putting them on cars in Barrie, then they have to brief the public that, hey, this is a real thing. Should we be on the lookout? Was this targeted at one person? And if it is, was it an individual here in Canada? Was it a foreign government? Who's targeting these people? Why? Where did they get the shit to make a bomb? Not just anybody can do that. So I have a lot of questions about this. And I'd like some answers quickly. Uh, The Ontario Secondary School Teachers Federation has agreed to binding arbitration. So there will be no high school strike this year, Kat. That's good news. It's weird that we have to say that and get excited about it, but no strike this year for the schools. Are you kidding me? It's, it's, that's an elementary. Where are we at there? Uh, Elementary. They haven't agreed to this. So what the Minister of Education, Stephen Lecce is doing, and he's doing a fabulous job right now at, at making sure that kids stay in school. He's convinced these unions, we will negotiate in good faith. Here's our starting position. Anything we can't work out right now, let's agree that it'll go to a binding arbitration and the arbitrator will make the final call. 
So it's not the government getting their way. It's not the union getting their way. It's going to be an impartial third party that's going to decide whatever they can't decide Sounds on. Sounds great. Sounds great. Why don't they all do that? Always. We should always do that. You know? So elementary still voting. They're still Correct. voting. They go till October 17th. Okay. They're likely going to come down with a strike mandate. They always do. Their union is just a bunch of <laughs> strange people. Uh, union leaders, sorry. So I have no doubt that they're probably not going to agree to this. And, and that could put the strike threat on the table. But right now, at least high school students, no strike. Yeah. Education workers, no strike. It's just a couple of teacher unions that we're waiting to see about. Okay. Yesterday, under intense pressure from the opposition and Jewish groups and many groups, actually, around the world, including other countries, Prime Minister Trudeau apologized for Parliament's recognition of an actual Nazi in the House of Commons. Here's a bit of how that sounded. In a few moments, I will address the House in front of all Canadians, in front of Jewish people here and around the world, and Ukrainians to offer Parliament's unreserved apologies for what happened on Friday. The Speaker was solely responsible for the invitation and recognition of this man and has wholly accepted that responsibility and stepped down. This was a mistake that has deeply embarrassed Parliament and Canada. All of us who were in this House on Friday regret deeply having stood and clapped even though we did so unaware of the context. It was a horrendous violation of the memory of the millions of people who died in the Holocaust, and it was deeply, deeply painful for Jewish people. Mm -hmm. It also hurt Polish people, Roma people, 2SLGBTQI plus people, disabled people, racialized people, and the many millions who were targeted. You just say a lot of people. Targeted. You just say, you you just say a lot of people. Anybody who's affected Every, by the I'm none of those II. things necessarily. I'm still offended. Yes. <laughs> I think you just offended people. You just offended yeah, there's people, There's a lot Justin. of people, a lot of good people. We'll uh, just say good people. Good people were probably a little offended by it. A, a lot of people have noticed in that apology that he was doing a general apology on behalf of the country, but he himself didn't apologize. Uh, and that seems to be a stumbling block for a lot of people uh, who would like him to apologize. The official story here is that the Speaker of the House did this on his own and went rogue and didn't tell anybody. But there's also a lot of people, and I'm not even sure what the actual truth here is. I do believe that the speaker probably gets away with a lot of shit. But on a state visit from a leader who's at war, you'd think the prime minister's office would have stepped in and done a little more vetting. A lot of people think they wow. did and let it go or they just didn't do their job. And so that's why people are calling on him to personally apologize as well as the leader. He mentioned uh, everybody giving like a round of applause or standing ovation, whatever the fuck it was without knowing. Doesn't that make you question ever clapping for anything again? I know. Like, I feel like they're like, ladies and gentlemen, I'd be like, wait, are you a Nazi? <laughs> I don't want to clap. I don't want to. Cl I don't know for sure. Can we do a background check first? <laughs> so like, someone's going to show up to like a meeting of ours one time and be like, guys, ladies and gentlemen. The leader of this division of Chorus. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not clapping for you. One of the things that I've learned a lot about in the last few days is apparently after the World Wars, a lot of Nazis sought refuge in countries just like ours. In fact, there was a special on 60 Minutes that was done 20 years ago talking about the number of Nazis that are living in Canada. They called it Canada's dirty little World oh. War II secret. Wow. And we have the records on this. We know who and where they are. 
but they won't release the records on how many Nazis are in Canada, like actual ones that fought in World War One and Two. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure on the government now to redo the apology and make it from the prime minister. There can't and, be a and lot to release of them, the records. There can't be a lot of them though. They're all in like the nursing home. Uh yeah, yeah. But they still, if they're alive and they killed a lot of people before, there's no statute of limitations on that. You were in the war and you you were part of it and you killed a lot of people. So yeah, we're gonna try you. That's what some people want to do. That's such a waste of time, though. Like, they're all fucking old. Well, listen, there's members of the government that have family members that would be on this list, and there's a lot of speculation that that's the reason they won't release the list. Yeah. I'd like to see the list, personally. How many Nazis came to Canada, and why did we not do anything about it until they were, like, fucking 100? Yeah. And again, that's just a waste of government money if they did do anything, though, Scott. It's a waste of money and tying up the court systems. I wouldn't mind extraditing like them. like 90? I'd be okay with that. Oh. Hey, here, you go back to uh, <laughs> Germany and deal with them. They probably can't even, so some of them can't even fly right now. Uh, I like what the city of Hamilton is doing. We'll circle back to some more serious stuff in a second, but I want to do some lighter stuff here. Sure. City of Hamilton has a unique alternative this year, Kat, for, how, or for those houses who do not want to hand out candy or chips. It's a lot of them because candy and chips are very expensive, it seems, this year. Oh, is that why? Seems like it. I don't know. The prices seem higher than last year. Went to buy a box of chocolate oh, bars and I those mean, prices have gone up. If you think that you got a lot of kids that are going to come around in your neighborhood, it does add up. Absolutely. For sure. I've, I was wondering if this is going to be more of the like, that's bad for you. Well, people in the past, when we've had Halloween, most houses will give away chips and candy and chocolate sure. and all that sort of stuff. Uh, yeah. Then you always get those other ones that want to be clever. Like, uh, oh, here's a toothbrush because I'm a dental hygienist. So you right. got a toothbrush. Which isn't the worst. I mean, as a kid, it as sucks. As a kid, it sucks. But as a parent, I'd be like, awesome. Yeah, save $3. <laughs> Fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and some people will hand out like a, a coupon for a free Frosty at Wendy's or free oh. fries at McDonald's. Right. The city of Hamilton has done something a little different this year. Seasonal rec passes. They come in booklets of 10. It's $12.35 for a book of 10, including tax. Each pass gets you into either a scheduled drop-in swim class, gym class, skate session, or anything else hmm. for youth ages 17 and under. That's cool. Mayor Andrea Horvath says the pass is a wonderful Halloween initiative that encourages kids to stay active. Details on where to buy the booklets are on the city of I Hamilton's do. website. I do like that. And it's uh, it's amazing. couple of things. It's amazing how many people don't know what's available to them in their own city until they maybe get a chance to do something like this. There's some people who are just like, I don't know, registration online, it's confusing. I don't know, I just won't sign my kids up for anything. It's really easy. And those drop-in ones are some of the best ones that there are. That there are. And everybody's got a community center. Everyone around them, you, ha you have a community center. Look up your local community center, whatever that is, and see what they offer. Some have pools. Some have ice rinks. Um, some just have like a, a gymnasium of sorts and all kinds of different classes and things that operate. And others, obviously, it's a financial barrier. Sure. So to be able to allow someone to do that without having the cost of the whatever, $5 a session fee or whatever the heck it is, depending on what it is, uh, is a good thing too. Yeah, it's an afternoon out for these kids. Yeah. Let them go. A new poll done by the Waterloo Region Association of Realtors says at least a quarter of local residents are in housing that is completely unaffordable. Almost four in 10 Waterloo Region residents are spending more than 30% of their total household income on housing. 30% is considered to be the high end of affordable I'm surprised it's only 40%. Mm -hmm. I would think it's a lot more than that. It's just they didn't want to tell the survey person or didn't want to admit they're struggling. It's totally okay to admit you're struggling right now, by the way, because you're not alone. Uh, mm -hmm. The poll also found something else that I found interesting, and we've talked about it right here on After 9. 
Now we've got actual proof to prove that this whole housing scheme is a disaster. The new poll shows residents in Waterloo Region strongly prefer more single detached homes, whereas the region is completely focused on building apartment and condo buildings. Mm-hmm. I've noticed. They, uh, the Realtor Association says there is now a strong disconnect between what home buyers are looking for and what's coming to the market. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging that because this is something that we said months ago. We're building condos everywhere. Condos on top of condos. A lot of people don't want to live in a condo. A lot of people can't afford to live in a condo because they're not that much less than a townhouse. But these yeah. ones all come with condo fees. Yeah. Some of them six, seven, eight hundred bucks but, a month. And you can't control it. You can't control when the fees go up. And sure, in the beginning, it's probably a good flat fee and it'll stay that way for a while. But man, you get into those older buildings and they have to do a lot of maintenance on those buildings. You're paying for that. It's insane. Not to mention the cash calls. Like, oh, fuck, we just realized we got to replace the roof. So every unit owes $1,000. Yes, exactly. We moved my Nana out of her condo at one point because it got so crazy just because the the condo was so old. And yes, again, these are older condos, but it doesn't really matter because condos are going to be able to match other condo fees. So you could go ahead and move into that old one and maybe it's about the same as the new one. But like Scott said, suddenly there might be something. And who's to say that something won't bust in a new one too, right? We all know how that works with homes. Sure. You could go into a home and your water heater fucking breaks out of nowhere too. Or any number of things could happen. Leaks and uh, cracks in the foundation. Anything can happen and it's always a risk. Uh, But people automatically assume, I think, that condos are the best way to save money. But I I agree with you. I've heard a lot of horror stories saying the opposite. A lot of people don't want a condo. They want a place to live where there's enough room for their family, maybe their pets or their kids. They want a little bit of grass. They want a little bit of whatever. Uh, And you can get that in a townhouse. You can get it in a semi. You get it in a link. You get it in a detached home. You just don't get it in a condo. Everything is common space. And a lot of people don't like that shit. Now, I get that the municipalities are under a lot of pressure. Build houses, build houses. What you're building, people don't want. We need more single detached homes, more townhouses, more backyards. And they don't want to do it because it'll slow things down. And they're under intense pressure to try and get shit built. So go ahead and do it. But we're just going to end up with a whole lot of condos that aren't really worth a whole lot of money. And a lot of detached houses that are worth millions that have no business being listed for millions. And like you said, for months, we've been talking about that and looking toward the future, like five, 10 years from now, you wonder if condos are going to be dirt cheap. And then you know who's going to eat those up? People who already own properties. Yep. And they're just going to jack up rent for people. You're not going to be able to own a condo for, you know, cheap because other people will buy it up that have the money to do it. So I think it's kind of counterintuitive in some ways. Now, condos are great for some people, like single live people who are living by themselves, it's perfection, right? Yep. Especially older people. There's a lot less to do, which is great. Everything's taken care of. You don't have to worry about mowing your lawn and all the other shit that comes with home ownership when you've got a decent amount of land there. I think that's great. But you're right. There's a, I don't know a lot of families that are like, that's my dream is to live in a condo with my three children. You know what I mean? It's nobody's dream. It's going to yeah. be like a temporary measure, but it's going to make... But it's permanent. It's permanent. It's permanent. Like it's a temporary measure. You're absolutely right. They're not moving, though. It's not like you'll pick up and you'll be like, okay, well, the condo's all done here. Let's just knock this over. You're not going to do it. We're just doing this so wrong. And it's kind of like the Greenbelt scandal, right? Uh, we announced it and and we're doing it. And then everybody complained and protested. And then the, everybody knows how that happened last week. The premier had to come out and apologize and say he's going to put the land back and stuff like that. We take a step forward and then two steps back. Now we're doing the exact same thing here. Sure, you're going to have housing, but nobody really wants it. They don't. yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know, thousands and thousands and thousands of new units going in in every city. And I don't know who's looking for those unless people are just in a desperate situation. But unless you build those detached houses and semis and, and towns, you're just going to send the, the price into the stratosphere. People are going to live in those condos. They'll buy them for 200 grand. They'll never be worth more than 200 grand because there's so many of them. But mm-hmm. when somebody wants to make that step into a detached house, shit that right now is going for 750,000 will be going for 2 million because we haven't kept up with building those. And those are the ones that are in demand. I'm telling you guys, save this episode of After Nine. Let's talk about it in 10 years from now when everybody's like, well, I don't know what's wrong with the fucking housing market. This, what we're doing now, is wrong, in my estimation. Um, and good on the Waterloo Region Realtors Association for actually delving for into that. Because yeah. nobody is talking about it, and it's something that we absolutely need to talk about. Yeah, for sure. We've got a lot of friends in real estate, so maybe we'll have somebody on, like a t- like Tony Johal is a good friend of ours, really well-known, in actually in the Waterloo Region, so maybe it's good to chat with him. Sure. Uh, quickly, let me ask Octavia, producer of the Scott and Cat radio show. Octavia, you live with your parents, and you're in your early 20s. You're probably not making the amount of money you someday wish to make yet. (laughs) Yeah, not yet. If I said to you, okay, you can keep living with your parents and keep living the the, the life you're living now. Everything's great. Save up and buy a house eventually. Or you can have one of these little condos over here. It's a one bedroom for $200,000 and the condo fees are about 500 bucks a month. I'm not interested in that. I want my own house. My kids are the same way. I talk to them. They're university students. They agree, eh? They don't, they're not interested in condo life. They don't want it. Mm. If they have to get one or that's the only option, they will, but they don't want it. And if they do get it, they won't be there for very long. They're going to move to the States. I can see it coming. I've got one there now that doesn't want to come back. And I've got another that's asking how to get down. Oh, there. she's thinking about it. Your daughter's now thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. They're trying to find loopholes. You know, what's crazy about immigration in America is you can cross the Northern border into the States. Like we do all the time mm-hmm. when we go to Buffalo or, or Detroit or whatever. And, and you get the, the, the whole process there with immigration, right? What are you coming here for? Where are you going? How long are you staying? You got any duty free? You smoking anything? All that sort of shit that they ask you. On the southern border, there's literally thousands of people a day just pouring in to the point where immigration has thrown their hands in the air and said, we can't keep up. So just sign your name in the book here so we know you're here and then go wherever the hell you want. You're good. You can work. You can do whatever you want. Here, when we have, I think, a lot to offer as Canadians, we could offer the American economy a lot. They don't even want to let us in. But they'll let anybody in if you cross at the southern border. The whole thing is fucked up. The Mm -hmm. whole thing is a mess. Uh, And here's proof. Uh, in America, one of the most successful chains, Target, closing nine stores in four different states because shoplifting and crime has gotten so bad. Harlem, three of them in San Francisco, three of them in Portland, two of them in Seattle, all closing because they can't keep their staff safe because of all the shoplifting. What the hell is going on? Well, okay, so shoplifting, it's an issue. We know that. We've we have talked about this, I'm sure, on the podcast. Even on our radio show, we've talked about it before. It's bad for certain. I think good for Target for doing this. Because although it's a money thing and they're a business and they don't want to lose money, it is also a safety thing. Have you seen the looting videos more recently? There's so many of them. The, it's getting so bad. Loot, I think they're calling it, uh, there's like a name for it now, where it's just very sudden, very violent, like, just get out of their fucking way. Don't even try to stop them because they're coming in five groups of five to 12, coming in, taking all the shit and trying to leave. It was at a Lululemon that I was, uh, one particular one I was watching and cops were trying to stop them. Um, and then it just got really bad. It, 
I, I can't imagine as a business, if you know you're going to be a, here we go, Target, pun ah. intended. If you know you're a Target, though, and Target's one of those, definitely Target's, Walmart's one of them as well, right? You're a Target for shoplifting. I've seen someone shoplift at Walmart. I've fucking seen it as a customer. I watched this guy shove shit in his backpack and walk out the front, front goddamn door. Like, what the fuck? It, so if I even witnessed that, and it was so nonchalant, it happens all the time. And with self-scanning systems and everything in place, I mean, now they're trying to crack down on it, but I think that they can't keep up. And the economy is the whole other is a whole other beast, right? And one of the reasons why this is happening. I think it's the main reason it's happening. The main happening. reason, maybe, yeah. You know, we have real shitty justice systems yeah. that don't really punish criminals, and people are broke. Yeah. And they're getting really, really desperate. And this was all very predictable, and here we are. Now you've got major chains like Target saying, we have to close stores yeah. because we can't keep our staff safe. Stuff is stuff, right? Like, stuff is stuff. But when it comes to it starting to get violent, that's where I have a problem. Like, I wouldn't want my kid working in a store where I worried about them on a daily basis, the store getting looted and them getting hurt. Mm -hmm. That's the last thing I would want. So I probably wouldn't let my kids work at certain stores for that reason. That's not what you want. I don't want that to be a thing, but it certainly is. We shouldn't have that fear. In the last year, $80 billion has been lost to shoplifting in America alone. $80 billion in one year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, after 18 seasons, mm -hmm. Entertainment Tonight Canada, ET Canada, is going off the air. This is a, kind of a, a personal story for us because the parent company of the network of radio stations that we're on and the parent company of Curious Cast, which owns uh, or which is what you hear after nine on, mm -hmm. is Chorus Entertainment. Chorus also has global television and ET Canada. So we actually got a memo before it went out to the whole media yesterday and became quite the fucking thing. Uh, so we knew this was going to happen early yesterday. ET Canada, no more mm -hmm. after 18 years. They say it is the current advertising climate and the cost of doing a daily news magazine mm -hmm. show. It's that, expensive. That's, that's true. Hey, listen, maybe back in the day when sponsors were lining up to pay for their their brand on television, maybe back then it was good times. But right now, a lot of companies are really struggling and they're looking for lower cost alternatives. You got to advertise, but maybe they don't have the money to spend on big network shows like ET Canada. Well, it's like any family, right? When you're struggling a little bit financially, and, the, and a lot of businesses are, you got to pick and choose what you're spending money on. And for a lot of businesses, the answer for them is, I guess we got to pull the advertising budget. And that is a domino effect. Yep. I think people mostly know. So I was kind of upset with some of the some of the comments and the rhetoric. I understand these people are not in the industry, so they don't get it. Maybe they're not in a sales. Anything one in sales, I think, I think knows what's going on right now. Uh, but maybe you're just out of the loop on that. And you think, oh, they're being fucking cheap, cutting jobs, bricks. It has zero to do with a desire to cut jobs. No. That is not it. Or save a, a penny. Literally in your own household, if you're short on income, you have to make cuts. You can't be drowning in debt. You don't sit there and rack up your credit card, credit card, credit card, and stuff that you you can let go of. You can say, you have to say goodbye to. 
We all make those decisions in our personal life and businesses are forced to make those decisions in their business life. Government doesn't. They just print more money. Well, they just print more. Yeah. You well, know, a little mean, different there. Yeah. If, if we could do that, we would. And that's why so many people are robbing stores and banks and so right, on and right, so forth because right, yeah. we just can't print our own. Uh, yeah. People are struggling. Businesses are struggling. One thing I would say, though, is and you're absolutely right. Responsible people watch their budget. They don't spend more than they they make or more than they're able to pay back. And, and that's just the way it is. got to set a budget. There's only so much money. Live within your means. And there's a lot less money now than there was even a year ago, thanks to inflation, thanks to interest rates, mm-hmm. and so on. I don't know if it's a good idea to cut that advertising budget altogether. I mean, yeah. hey, listen, if your business is struggling and you cut the advertising. Advertising works to help people Advertising helps door. fix that, yeah. right? And if you do it in the right place, you don't need to spend a lot of money. And I think that's probably why the radio division is doing pretty well because it's inexpensive yeah. to advertise on radio. Yeah, absolutely. I was wondering what the travel cost, I don't know the insights, but I imagine the travel costs for that show were also quite high too because you got to be at all these places, right? And sure. ET Canada was one of those, always the first there to the Cannes Film Festival, to the premiere of this and did it so well for 18 years. But it, obviously that's that's a big cost. Have we heard anything about what's going to happen to the ones that we see, like Cheryl Hickey and Sangeeta Patel and so on? Uh, so next week is going to be the final week for ET Canada. So go ahead and watch it. It's on Global. It's a great show. And they're going to do something special uh, for the last day, which is October 6th. And they're also going to continue to air specials and the impact that ET Canada's had on Canadians and entertainment news all the way through the end of October in the same time slot. In terms of personally, um, I don't think that they're going to say anything yet until the final episode airs. Got it. You know what I mean? But I, I personally, hey, if, if, if our buddy Doug Murphy is listening, I think he knows, we know there's some talented people that work there and hopefully they'll stay on with Chorus Entertainment in a different capacity. Sure. And that's another thing I want to mention too is for those who are shitting all over it, like, good, that was a shitty show anyway. Or I saw nobody one person, cares. nobody cares yeah. about what, who was spotted with who and relax. This is somebody's job and they take their job very seriously. Mm-hmm. And sure, you see Cheryl, you've seen her every night for 18 years. You see Sangeeta, you see the those people. I'm also thinking about the people you don't see. The writers, yeah. the camera operators, mm-hmm. the lighting people, the the people who book the travel for, mm-hmm. for Cheryl to go to the Cannes Film Festival and, mm-hmm. and whoever to go to LA to interview Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And they were doing that stuff all the time. The amount of miles that they have flown in 18 years to try and bring the story with a Canadian angle hosted by a Canadian, it's astronomical. So I'm thinking about everybody involved there. Nobody wants to see a show like that go down. It did employ a lot of people on and off the air, and I think it's really sad. I don't know what they're going to replace it with, though. It's just going to be more like imported Network American programming. I hope they find some way to do something that kind of covers that, that angle. Yeah. It'd be nice, hopefully. Um, Global does have an entertainment section um, to to their news even. So I'm sure that we're going to see something. How many pictures do you take a day on your phone? Daily. Average. Rough estimate, six. That's exactly how many the average person takes. Get out of here. See, and I would have figured you were a lot more because you got two cute little girls and I don't know how you aren't constantly snapping photos with those two little cuties running around. Yeah, I do have a lot of photos of them. Octavia, how many pictures on average would you say you take? I think it depends on what I'm doing, but I don't always take all that many. Really? Yeah. I'm hit and miss. I was at the Jays game last night, so I probably took about a dozen photos in total. The day before, I don't think I took any. Right. So it's hit and miss. Average is probably about six is good. What I do have a problem with here, according to these new numbers that came out, is if you go into your phone and you go into your photos, mm-hmm. if you scan down to the very bottom under recents, it'll tell you, 
how many photos you have on your phone. All right, everybody, fess up. I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I have on my phone, or it, at least access to them because they're saved in the cloud, 12,339 photos, 357 videos, all synced to iCloud. Is that all the photos you own in life, though? I think so. Like you said, like, it's backed up to the cloud. 12,300, yeah. Octavia, how many? I have 5,181 photos, 425 videos. Cat. So I have, I back up my photos, so I got to check it on Google. I'm close to, I'm probably close to like eight to, to 9,000. Hmm. But it, th- those are backed up. Like in my recents, I only have like 200. They say the average person has 2,795 photos on their phone. I find that so low. Like even Octavia here, who admits she doesn't take a lot of photos, has got double that. I feel like, I'm wondering who they asked, because if you ask any girl my age, 2,000 is very low. They are taking pictures of everything and right. it's going on Instagram. One thing I've noticed That's a lot That's a good of- point though. Who did they ask? Because there's older people probably less, yep. I would imagine, right? Yep. I, uh, I asked somebody last night, hey, can you take a picture? Because I wanted the field in the background. I was sitting in the third row yesterday right beside Hazel May, right beside the Jays dugout. It was great. I wanted a photo to remember that. So I asked the lady behind me. She was uh, maybe a little bit older than you, Octavia. Girls have this thing when they do pictures where they can like rapid tap on a camera or on the camera app and, and snap like 12 photos in 10 seconds. It's fucking crazy. I don't know how you do that. It was like playing a video game, just bop, 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 tons of photos. And I said, oh, I only needed one. He's like, <laughs> oh, I, I just wanted to make sure you had all the angles. I do angles. If, if someone hands me to. a phone, I'm 100% I'm doing that. Like if there's a couple and I notice that they're trying to take a selfie together, I'm like, let me, let me help you out. Which right? is the kind thing to do. And I'm up high, I'm down low, I'm to the side. Maybe like I'll give them like three or four options. Take one up. Yeah. Take one sideways. Yes. Get, get it all. Options are key, right? I appreciate the fact that people are willing to help. It's just, I've never seen anything like it. And I'm like, they all look exactly the same to me. I got to delete 11 yeah. of these and you just took up a lot of space on my phone. Uh, they ask people again, why is the, or why do you take all these pictures? Why do you have almost 3000 photos on average on your phone? The number one response is to look back later on. Mm, How often do you go cool. back through your camera roll cool. just to reminisce? Do you do that very often? I've done it. I, yeah. sometimes. I do it. You know what? It's really cool because I do the Google photo thing. I know every everything's different, but it'll actually show up if, at my top. It makes its own video of photos. It'll just be like, look at this random flashback from 2018. And so I'll just click on it and it'll be like an event that I went to. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That, or look at this photo. And everyone's saved, right? Every person. Like, So it'd be like, oh, check out these photos of you and Scott Fox through the years. Like there's different things that'll pick people out and it'll actually play for you. So I actually find myself doing that. I'm like, oh, cool. Reminiscing. It's fun. Do you ever go back and just delete photos? I have before. Yeah. Because I realize in the moment you think you need 17 of the same photo, like especially when it comes to my kids. <laughs> <laughs> I've taken like so many in the same exact. They look almost the same. So I've gone back before and tried to clear some out. I don't know what good it actually does, but yeah, I've done that before. Or I'm like, I don't need this anymore. It's a screenshot. Like screenshots I use all the time, but I don't need them like the next day usually. I love the search feature on an iPhone. I don't know if people know this generally, but on an iPhone in the photos section, you can type just about anything into that search and it's, Mm -hmm. it's almost like it's AI got it. Case in point. Yeah. The other day I was trying, I was trying to find, I thought I swore I had a hat from Oktoberfest. 
and I knew that there would be a photo of me wearing the hat because I wouldn't have worn a hat without taking a photo of it because it's weird looking. So I searched green, sorry, I searched green the first time. Came up with a ton of different possibilities. Okay, well, I need less. I'm not going to go through thousands of photos to try and find it. Mm -hmm. I typed in green hat. Still didn't find it, but it reminded me of so many photos that I hadn't seen in years where I had a green hat on or a hat with green in it. It's amazing that it was able to pull that out of my library of 12,000 photos. What I did eventually find it was I typed in feather and it brought up my Oktoberfest hat. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, it's that time of year again. A um, couple more things before we go. Nude hairdressers what? are popping up more and more in America, they say. And there's a call that if you would like to perform a haircut in the nude, you should have a different kind of license than a regular hairstyling license. Agree or disagree? Or can you cut people's hair with whatever you want to wear? I'm just confused why we have this. Uh, scissors and open nipples sounds like a bad a bad combination. I don't think they're going to cut their nipples off or anything. Oh, you it's never just, know. I don't th know. That's true too. Actually, I don't know if I trust a naked hair hair stylist. Stylist will go with. I don't think. I don't know if I trust that. Really? Yeah. Why? What are you doing this for? Why? Apparently, tips. They do it for tips. Sure. I mean, I could see, I could see a lot of gross people going. It's the strip club. Yeah, type that's what thing, I mean. Right? It's I like mean, I don't mean to like paint them all with the same brush, but you know, there's going to be a lot of greasy people in there. Like, oh yeah, fucking wash my hair. That's gross. <laughs> like, fuck, I'd never want to work in a place like that. <laughs> Is there any hygiene issues there? Like all those little hairs <laughs> coming off people's head, and you've got a bare vag flying out there. Well, I think too, it's awkward enough when they've got clothes on and they're shampooing your hair. Oh yeah. <laughs> they must feel awkward too because their tits are basically in your face. Like, so could you imagine they're naked? I mean, people are again. Like, I know there's gross people. Like, yeah, fucking right. The whole concept grosses me out. Should they need a separate license to be a nude hairstylist as opposed to a regular clothed hairstylist? License? No. But let it be known before you walk in the place. Like, <laughs> Can you I imagine mean, if you didn't know? Call it something very, like don't send your like grandma in for, her, for an appointment or something without knowing, right? Octavia, do they need a special license for this? I don't know if they need a license, but I don't want them to do my hair because then they'd just be blue. Everywhere. Oh, that's right. Because you're and the dye. That's another issue, though. Because you be mentioned awful. the like the the hair just flying around, the dyes. That's right. You'd get that all over the place. Guy at a resort in Florida caught fondling himself in the hot tub. When an employee confronted him, he yelled, "It's my birthday!" <laughs> and took off running. Naked. Naked. Yes. Right out of the hot tub. That's just fucking great. You fucking booked it. Sorry. Where was that story from? Florida. Uh huh. But here's the thing. It actually was his birthday. Sure. And they knew that because the cops wrote him a ticket. Turns out, you're still not allowed to masturbate in the hot tub, <laughs> even if it is your birthday. But baby, it's my birthday. <laughs> Apparently, it was like a very emphatic, like, it's my birthday. And he oh, just ran. Knew. How old was he? Do we know? 34 years 34, old. 34, okay. Old enough to know better. <laughs> okay. A man from Rhode Island just <laughs> caught trying to smuggle more drugs into Canada. 26 pounds of cocaine. Sorry, he was smuggling it out of Canada into the U.S. Oh. Unique way of doing it. Usually people will, I don't know, uh, take a, like an old VCR and hollow out all the electronics and stick their drugs in there. They'll put it in a pumpkin and, and hope that the border guards don't notice and that sort of thing. People have tried many ways mm -hmm. to get drugs over the border. This guy used a kayak. A kayak. He filled the kayak with 26 pounds of Coke and just started stroking away over to America. 
You're not allowed to wow. do that, by the way. You can't just cross the border there. No. You've got to cross it. They have boats. Yes, they do. <laughs> they'll check in the air. They'll check on the ground. They'll check in the water. How did this fucking guy afford 26 pounds of cocaine but couldn't afford anything better than a kayak? Rent a boat, dude. Stupid question, maybe. Do we produce a lot of cocaine in Canada? I don't think so. I don't think we So do. do you think this was imported or le- illegally brought in from another country? Like, right. I don't know. I'm going to throw it out Colombia randomly. I don't know where that came why to mind. Why would you think Colombia? I don't know why that came to mind. But are you are you maybe the mule in between? It's very possible. So apparently it's much easier to get in, get drugs into Canadian airports. So it's likely flown here from where it grows naturally. <laughs> from the cocaine tree? The, from the cocaine tree. Right, right. Yeah, obviously. so they, they harvest the shake cocaine tree. Shake that trees, right out. Shake it all the... <laughs> oh, Yeah. And then they fly it here, mm-hmm. and then somebody will drive it down to the border and try and figure out a way to get it back into America. Now, not as much of a problem now because the border is basically open in America on the southern end. So if you can get it through Mexico, you should have no problem getting it into America. You certainly didn't need to use a fucking kayak on the St. Lawrence River, you <laughs> asshole. Imagine it was his birthday too, but it's my birthday! <laughs> <laughs> An engineer in Germany has built a custom Nerf gun. That fires 11 rounds a second. Whoa. Okay. If you're an engineer and you know how to do shit like that, good for you. But just because you can doesn't mean you should. What if somebody thinks this is a good idea? What if they start mass producing it? Do you know what it's like when you've got a toddler chasing you around with a Nerf gun? Yes. But this one is a supercharged 11 rounds a second? I can only imagine the regular ones can hurt, man. The new ones, like the turbo, like I, they've got my kids have like the pistol. Yeah. <laughs> I swear to God, it's like a pistol and it fires fast and it hurts a little bit. Not going to lie. Like, it's not like getting shot with a pellet gun or anything like that. But I'm like, oh, fuck, that hurt more than I thought it was going to. Nerf must hate that, too, though. You can't you can't start modifying their shit. And, no, if, they and, if don't you like do, and if you do, call it a snurf gun or something different, please. <laughs> uh, one more uh, university in Ireland now offering a degree program in how to be a social media influencer. Oh, oh! you can have a degree in that you now. You can have a degree in it now. You could actually have a degree in being a social media influencer, but never become a social media influencer. It's weird, right? I mean, lightning strikes, whatever happens, happens. That's what makes you a social media influencer. You're an influencer. You've got a lot of followers. In a way. I mean, I don't I don't think of myself as an influencer. That's not how I introduce myself first, but it does come. That's how I introduce you. It does. <laughs> This is my <laughs> this is my friend Kat. She's an influencer. No, but it does come with a certain presence, right? I mean, if you have a certain presence or an audience, automatically you can become an influencer in one way, shape, or form. Uh, there are some people who just want to be an influencer and have no fucking idea what they want to put out there. Like they just want to be an influencer, but they don't know what they have no content to go on. So I hope that this course at least teaches someone to figure out what they want to actually put out there. Or the course is realistic and convinces them you should come up with a real solid career plan because you saying you want to be a social media influencer is like a a, a six-year-old hockey player saying, I want to play in the NHL. Well, good for you. It's good to have a dream, but the odds of that happening are so slim mm-hmm. to none. And I don't know if are, are colleges and universities actually honest with people. Like when somebody goes into the radio program right now, do they tell them, hey, yeah, sure, we'll take your money. But just so you know, they're not opening up any new radio stations. So you basically got to wait for somebody to die in order to get a job. Yeah, like there's some industries. I mean, and the, inf- the influencer one's interesting because, uh, again, like you have to it's not like you take this course and you're going to gain followers. Right. So I'm just curious what they fucking teach in this in this course. Like, what are you teaching them? 
It's a. It's they're just taking money at this point. They waste so much time in post secondary. It's probably they'll probably do like a whole two week unit on how to set up a fucking tripod. That's you know <laughs> like it's that kind of stupid shit that they can say they put into the program and then they can say it's an undergrad. I feel like that should be just a marketing yourself. Like marketing yourself program isn't a bad idea. And I mean that even I'm going to throw realtors out there for a second. Mm-hmm. I think we all follow some realtors and some of them try to do certain things and it works right. And it sticks. And then others aren't really sure how to bring their, or they want to bring their personality out and become that influencer, but they're not sure how. So that's a good industry where maybe you could take an extra course, not a degree program. That's fucking outrageous, but a course on how to market yourself. If you work for yourself and freelance in any way, shape or form, even in this industry too, you could find a way to market yourself or how, how could you do that? Right. If you're a sales rep for something and you work independently, lots of different ways that you can market yourself. That would make sense to me, but how to be an influencer. That's like how to be a celebrity. It's a, it's, do you, what's your talent? Like, what are you there for? Do you just want to take photos of yourself on a yacht? Like, is that what they're trying to teach people? Like, it's stupid. I agree with you. Totally. What if one of your girls came to you and said, mommy, I really want to be a social media influencer and that's what I'm going to take in university. Would you try and steer them into a more practical direction or do you just let kids well, do look, whatever the fuck they want? We should add that a lot of influencers make a lot of money if you do it right. There's influencers making millions of dollars a year mm-hmm. that start off, but it, there's a reason why they're making that much money. They start off with their thing. And it's whatever they do that leads them to that path. Maybe they start making funny videos on TikTok and there's the most followed person on TikTok uh, is I think still Cabby LeMay. That's the guy that does those shrug videos. Like he, he doesn't even speak English fluently yet, but he'll, he just, he resonates with a lot of people. He just does, he makes fun of videos, basically hacks and things like that. He didn't mean to set out to be an influencer, but suddenly he's a millionaire influencer and it kind of just happened. You have to at least start somewhere and figure out what you're going to do. So that's what I would suggest to my kid. I wouldn't say no to being a YouTuber. YouTubers make a fucking shit ton of money, but what's your thing? What are you doing? So that it would be more of a conversation about, you can't just go to a course and do this. It's, you have to figure out what you're doing. Well, and the thing is, all those people that you just mentioned did not take a university course on how to do it. It happened. A lot of people, it happens organically to, too. Totally. The forced shit, people are onto it now. Maybe, maybe earlier on, even like five, 10 years ago. And I'd love to get Octavia's opinion because she's younger on the, on these platforms. But a lot of the, the time, like five, 10 years ago, I think it was okay to be fake. And now people are kind of calling more people out about it. And it's kind of the more like natural, organic shit that's a, that's going a little more viral. Am I wrong there, Octavia? No, I think I think it's changed a lot and from some of the things that I've seen a lot of the influencer stuff, some people just assume it's like, "Oh, open up this package that I got" or "Oh, I'm getting sent all these free things." And mm-hmm. I don't know that people, at least myself, care all that much about that kind of thing. I'd rather see something that you're going to do and you're going to be exciting, mm-hmm. you know, just Talking online doesn't make you an influencer. It doesn't give you that audience. Right. Those unboxing videos, is that what you were talking about? Some of them are fucking ridiculous. Like, they'll take like five, six, seven minutes before they even get to opening the box. And I'm like, what do you think people are here for? Fuck off. Just open the goddamn box. That's what I wanted to see. You open the box. What's the stall? But you stuck around for the six, seven minutes? Oh, fuck no. (laughs) Okay, good. I was way out. You fast forward that that shit? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) We're crazy over time here, but I just want to mention one more thing. This has kind of gone viral and it was a bit of a throwback. Woman cleaning out some boxes in her garage found a receipt. It's a little, little worn. It's a little dated, but it is a receipt from 1986 at Burger King. The prices on here are shocking, cat. 
the faded receipt from October the 8th, 1986, lists three Whoppers for $4.62. That's total. $4.62 for three Whoppers. They were $1.54 each. That same Whopper is now over $8. Wow. A 400% plus increase. Um... Fries cheap. Fries, fries are really cheap. cheap. That's what I was looking for. So she bought the Whoppers. She got two orders of fries for a total of $1.58. They were 79 cents for an order of fries. What were we drinking for drinks back in 1986? She bought two large vanilla milkshakes combined $1.78. It was 89 cents for a large milkshake. Oh, wow. Now that milkshake, $5.95. It used to cost 89 cents. So part of the reason I'm telling you this, everyone, is number one, things used to be a lot cheaper. Also for these... Even with inflation taken into account, I feel like that's it was way cheaper, right? We all know that inflation happens. Right now it's extreme. But even that into account seems astronomical. 400% more? Yeah, it's unbelievable. So the next time one of these crazy boomers comes around and tries to tell you, I don't know what you kids are bitching about with the interest rates because they were a lot higher back in the 80s. First off, you could feed a family of three for $8 back in the 80s. That we've now Mm -hmm. proven. We've got the actual receipt to prove it. $8 fed a family of three back in 1986. Uh, The other thing, too, is houses were a lot cheaper back then. The same uh, person who did this and shared this receipt shares a lot of things, and they showed some real estate listings where you could get a house that today, maybe a little rundown, unless it's in a great neighborhood, you'd probably pay Today's prices around seven fifty to a million dollars for one of these places. Seventy nine thousand dollars. Yeah, seventy nine thousand dollars for a detached three bedroom house. Yep. with a carport and uh, parking for four cars in the driveway. I've got a girlfriend whose whose um, parents still live in the same house that she grew up in, but it was, they were actually there since before she was born. Well, before she was born, so it's probably like early eighties. They bought it for forty two thousand dollars. <sighs> They obviously paid their mortgage off a long time ago, and they're just sitting on like 1.5 mil right now. It's amazing how much the cost of everything has gone up, but salaries haven't matched. If they want to get us back to 17% interest, no problem. Drop the houses under 100 grand, and I'll pay 20% interest. No problem at all for a house under 100 grand. It seems completely unfathomable these days, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to go to the 80s. I want to go to Burger King with $8 and just be a <laughs> fucking pig. <laughs> That's what I wanted to. <laughs> All right, we got to go. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of After 9. Tomorrow, I'm led to believe that our good friend and uh, boss yeah. and part-time co-host Dave Blizzard is going to drop by. We're going to talk about golf. Great. Because yes. we played You, you golfed together. I'm curious about this. Yeah, so am I. I'm curious to see what he says about yeah. it. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your throwback Thursday. If you're listening to any of our radio stations today, 91.5 The Beat, Energy 95.3, Fresh 93.1 in Barrie, 103.1 Fresh Radio in London, you're going to hear some great throwbacks throughout the day. Have a good one. Bye.